Welcome to Premier Pain Talk, a podcast dedicated to expanding awareness about treatment options for people in pain. Each week, host Dr. Michael Danko from Premier Pain Treatment Institute in Cincinnati, Ohio, will discuss cutting-edge treatments for pain management that are improving the quality of life for those suffering from chronic pain. Tune in now to learn more about how to relieve pain and restore your life. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Premier Pain Talk. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Danko. Uh, today's podcast is, is going to be a, a recording of a recent webinar that I did at my practice, Premier Pain Treatment Institute in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, it's an exciting topic. It's about a, a novel treatment called uh, intravertebral allograft injection uh, for the treatment of degenerative disc disease. Uh, and this is a uh, therapy that is used to help regenerate and restore uh, degenerative disc that's being uh, causing uh, discogenic back pain for patients. Uh, this is a procedure that will go into much better detail over the course of the webinar, and I hope you enjoy. Hello, and welcome to our webinar. Uh, this is uh, Dr. Michael Danko uh, from Premier Paint Treatment Institute. Uh, good to talk to you about a, a treatment called uh, Biodisc, which is a, a novel non-surgical treatment for degenerative disc disease. Uh, this is a new procedure uh, that that is pretty recent in pain management. Uh, I'm lucky that I've been able to deliver this to my patients for over a year now. Uh, we did the uh, first uh, commercial implant of Viadisc uh, uh, a little over a year ago here in, in Cincinnati, Ohio, and, and I've had a lot of experience with this procedure. I'm looking forward to sharing uh, more detail with you and just how restorative and great it is for patients for uh, a, a pretty re- intractable condition called uh, uh, germ disc disease or discogenic back pain. And so, so it's not a big surprise that low back pain is, is a very, very common issue. Uh, single greatest cause of disability uh, over the course of uh, our lives. Uh, it is uh, 80% of patients are going to have some issue with their back requiring uh, treatment by a medical provider at some point in their life. Uh, and uh, it can be quite debilitating without uh, uh, you know, chronic back pain, I'm not really sure if I'd have a, a specialty to treat, uh, to be honest, and, and I'd probably you know, still be doing anesthesiology. Uh, but uh, looking at the global burden of back pain, uh, this graph here on the screen just shows how the, uh, over the last uh, 25 years, uh, the, the prevalence of back pain has gotten worse. Uh, and I'm, I don't think that should be too much of a surprise as we see uh, decline in other metrics like obesity and other things that, that, are, that are likely contribute to uh, this worsening of our back pain problem. Uh, back pain is multifactorial, so there are a lot of different reasons that people can have low back pain. Um, they can have pain that is from the anterior columns of the spine or, or the front portion of the spine. That's where we look at uh, discogenic pain, which is the focus of, of this lecture, uh, vertebrogenic back pain, uh, a issue called a vertebral compression fracture can happen and cause uh, really severe back pain. Uh, but these are things on the on the anterior column or on the front of the spine, and these typically get worse with forward flexion. Uh, then there is a the the middle column is is where your, your spinal cord and your and your nerves are at. Um, this is where a lot of disc herniation pain comes from. Uh, and then you have the posterior columns of the spine where you, where you have your facet joints and, and you have uh, your uh, degenerative changes like in in spinal stenosis, and then also patients with Back pain, a lot of times it's not from the actual spine itself, but from where the hip and the spine come together, and we call it the, the sacroiliac joint. So what is degenerative disc disease and, and how does it occur? Uh, degeneration uh, is an aging process, and, and uh, it can be accelerated by injury, 
Uh, you'll see in the picture on the top left there that uh, kind of depicting a normal healthy disc where it is uh, well hydrated and it has a nice cushion to it. Uh, and then over time, these these discs will become dehydrated, they'll flatten, and they'll lose some of their natural cushion. Uh, cushion. Uh, that's the degenerative cascade, uh, leaves your disc vulnerable to motion stress, uh, to strain from your spinal nerves, and cause back pain. The you know so as we mentioned, there are a lot of different types of back pain, and degenerative disc disease is just one of them. So how do we? Uh, uh, what kind of steps and what do we? Questions we ask, what kind of exams do we do? How do we identify our patients as having discogenic low back pain? So starting with the symptoms, this is typically a central back pain. Uh, sometimes people will have uh, pain in their legs as well. This can be a, a pretty constant uh, back pain, so it's not as intermittent or, or come and go. It's a, it's a pretty steady and pretty constant pain. Uh, it is worse with leaning forward or, or what we call forward flexion. It's, it can be better or, or at least stay the same with leaning backwards. Uh, as uh, you can see in the, in the picture there in the middle, these, there's kind of this reclined or, or recumbent position where people are leaning back about uh, 135 degrees um, where they're kind of like they're reclined back in their chair. And that reclined position is, is often their most comfortable position or sometimes the only position they can get into to relieve comfort. And so leaning forward or, or trying to sit really straight and upright can be quite painful um, as it's putting that, that flexion pressure on the disc. And then once we've done the physical exam and, we, and then we've done uh, so potentially something called a sustained hip flexion test or we've had the patient lean forward and see what happens with their pain, we extend the mind back and see if the symptoms get better or at least stay unchanged. Uh, then uh, we'll take those symptoms and, and that uh, exam findings, and then we'll say, okay, what does the imaging show? Do, do we have uh, imaging consistent with uh, uh, degenerative disc disease or discogenic pain? Uh, and this will often require something called an MRI scan. Uh, with the MRI scan, uh, we're specifically looking for degeneration of the discs. We'll be uh, looking at something called the, the modified Furman grade. Uh, and so starting at grade one, going through grade eight, that grade one is your your normal healthy disc with a nice healthy signal in it. And then over time, uh, or over the course of the degenerative process, the, that signal will be lost and, and the, the disc will deteriorate further and further. And, and that's what you can see in these pictures here where the that grade one has that nice uh, white uh, uh, fluid signal. Uh, and then as it progresses through, you can see the signal fading and, and that white going away and becoming pretty black. And then as you get down to grade seven, grade eight, that's pretty flat like a pancake. And so, what can we do for degenerative disc disease? There hasn't been a lot of uh, treatments in the past. There's been some um, treatments uh, that uh, that have been have come and gone. There, there's there are treatments that that uh, were shown to not be effective, such as the the IDET procedure. And we've also uh, had patients have back surgery where they have a fusion to try to stabilize that segment. Uh, and then, you know, as you can imagine, going straight to to a spinal fusion for something like this is is a pretty invasive and a step to take, and it's also a very difficult recovery. Uh, there's been some some movement more recently to some of the regenerative medicine treatments, and, and largely these have been cash-based treatments. And, and cash-based treatment can be quite challenging for a lot of patients uh, that, that may not have um, that that type of those types of reserves to spend on their medical treatment. And so, Viadisc has really been a game changer in that regard, and as it's a non-surgical approach to treating this condition, um, that. Uh, uh, for you know, the right patient, it can be covered by your, your insurance. And, and we'll go into this procedure in a lot more detail in the next few slides. So what is Viadisc uh, NP? Uh, it's the first and only nucleus pulposus allograft intended to replace a 
patient's uh, tissue loss due to the disc regeneration, and it does it uh, without needing surgery for it. Uh, and so if, as the age-related wear and tear of a disc causes the, the dehydration and the, and the degeneration to occur, the, this process can be reversed uh, with the biodisc NP, uh, and it's injected into the disc uh, through a needle. Uh, so this is a needle-based procedure, kind of like a, an injection we might do in the clinic, like an epidural injection, but this is injection in the disc or, or a uh, intradiscal injection. And then over time, this that disc material uh, and the growth factors in there will, will supplement uh, uh, the disc and, and help reverse some of the degeneration. Uh, as I mentioned, this is an x-ray guided procedure. So the patient uh, will be laying on, the, on their belly or in what we call the prone position on the table. Uh, this uh, allows access to the back uh, we'll position uh, with an x-ray to, to get good visualization of that disc. Uh, oftentimes, this procedure is done with a, a light or moderate sedation. Uh, and this would be like an IV type sedation, like in a colonoscopy type procedure where you'd where you, um, you know, you're still breathing on your own and, and you're still able to respond, but but you got enough medicine to help relax and be comfortable. Uh, the procedure itself, so we'll look under x-ray and, and we'll identify that disc. I'll numb the skin up uh, and then I'll numb the, the muscles underneath so make sure the area is all, all good anesthetized. Uh, and then we'll advance the needle to the skin and, and uh, continually adjusting the x-ray picture. We'll position that needle tip right in the middle of the disc so that we're delivering the, the, uh, the biodisc uh, NP exactly where we want it to go. Uh, we deliver it slowly, um, and, but over, but whole procedure itself uh, can be done uh, fairly quickly. Now, afterwards, what to expect? So after the procedure, um, you know, you continue to take your medication uh, as prescribed. Uh, I'll very commonly give patients a muscle relaxant to take after this procedure because um, the, when we do the injection, sometimes the muscle outside of it can spasm a little bit and uh, cramp up. Uh, ice can be very helpful for this area. And then uh, oftentimes I will have people uh, wear a, a back brace for a few weeks after this procedure. So uh, we've just uh, injected this medication in the disc, but there's also a hole in the disc where, the, where that needle entered into the disc. And so I want to make sure that there's not undue um, bending and twisting forces on that disc that might cause some of that, that um, allograft to, to come out of the disc. I want it to stay in there and, and do its work. Uh, and then, so that I will limit the, the book, what I refer to as the BLTs, bending, lifting, and twisting, uh, for a few weeks and, until I see you back for your, your post-op appointments. Um, uh, and then, uh, we'll begin to start kind of slowly increasing your activity levels as I make sure that everything is progressing as expected. Um, but overall, this is, you know, very minimal, quick recovery, um, but it's more of a precautionary because we want to give, want to make sure that the, 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 the re regenerative process happens and, uh, it's not that you're going you're to probably feel better and, and wanting to do more than, than some of the restrictions. And the restrictions, like I mentioned, are really just to make sure that we plan for long-term success. And so uh, with this procedure, um, uh, oftentimes when you first come into the clinic and we think you're a good candidate, you're going to see one of these brochures on the right-hand side of the screen. Uh, that's a trifold brochure, and, and we'll, we'll, one of the providers will give you the pamphlet and let you look at it and, and uh, take it home, read about it, see what kind of questions you might have. Uh, and then we discuss it at, at clinic appointment, make sure we're ready to go and, and submit for insurance approval. And then, you know, the, the, the recovery phase, so the, the recovery for this procedure uh, really gets broken down into uh, four phases because the, the acute phase, subacute, the mid phase and late phase. So in that very, very beginning phase, the, the is oftentimes there will be some increased discomfort in your back. Now, this is mainly due to, to the material we've injected in the disc. We've kind of pressurized the disc, so to speak. And, and so 
should expect there may be some some increased discomfort after the procedure. And like I mentioned, uh, may need a, a muscle relaxant if you get a little bit of spasming of the muscle. And then as you progress forward, uh, you may have some continued discomfort as as uh, that degeneration process or regenerative process is beginning to take hold and beginning to happen. I need to be kind of patient in this time. So just like anything, uh, the the healing doesn't happen immediately. You can't just snap your fingers and, and ta-da, your, your back is better. Uh, it takes a little bit of time for, for the, the disc to heal and the disc to regenerate and for you to start feeling better. So over those first, uh, you know, four to eight weeks, you're, you're, the disc is going to be regenerating and you may not really notice a drastic change in your pain from baseline. You may start to get discouraged, but uh, you need to understand that that process is happening and, and you're going to start to experience that relief um, over the first couple months here as the regeneration happens. Uh, and then so that's where we get to that late phase. So we get to that two to three month mark. The disc has started to, to rehydrate when it has started to regain some of its cushion. It's starting to take some of that pressure off. Then you're going to start to notice the relief, and then you're going to have that sustained relief. So, um, like I mentioned, with, with it's an injection-based procedure. Uh, it's a very quick recovery, um, but the actual pain relief you get may take a little bit of time because we're, we're wanting that healing process, that regeneration process, to occur. And with that, that is a, an overview of the of the ViaDisc procedure. Um, again, it is a non-surgical treatment for uh, discogenic back pain. Uh, it is uh, done in the uh, uh, typically in the ambulatory surgery center or hospital setting where we you can get a little, uh, some uh, light sedation through IV as an x-ray guided procedure. Um, and those of you that have had uh, epidural injections and other types of injections, it can be, it's fairly similar in that regard and that uh, you're going to be uh, getting a, a numbing shot and then you're going to get the actual injection into the disc. Uh, um, we're going to implant the, the allograft cells into the disc itself. And then over the next uh, eight to 12 weeks, it's going to be regenerating a disc and and, uh, and uh, healing that disc and getting it ready to, to be able to handle the bending and twisting and other activities without pain. If you want to learn more about the procedure or to see if you're a candidate, uh, discuss it with one of our providers at your next appointment. Uh, we'll make sure that you've met some of the conservative um, care guidelines that your insurance may require. It may require that you've done physical therapy or that you've, you know, that you've but had a previous epidural injection or other attempts to try to treat your back pain, which if you're listening to this webinar, most likely you probably have had that, that uh, work done already. Uh, we'll make sure that your MRI is current and up to date. Uh, we will need to review your MRI disc. So if, you, if you've had a recent MRI and, and uh, um, you know that we haven't actually looked at the disc yet at, the, at your appointment or you just had the MRI done, make sure you get that, that on, a, on a disc and bring it to your appointment so we can I can look at the actual pictures. So I want, I want, I want to personally review your MRI and I want to look at your modified Furman grade. I want to see if you are between a grade three and a grade six. Do you have a disc that can be regenerated? Is it, or is it the disc, uh, one of those grade seven or grade eight discs where it's just really flattened and really smushed down and there really is nothing to regenerate. Um, and next situation, we have other procedures and other treatments that can be discussed. Um, but if you're, if, you know, if you've met the prerequisites, if you're a good candidate, then we'll we'll submit for insurance approval on it. And then uh, um, after we work through that process with your with your insurance carrier, we we get you an appointment schedule to get the procedure done. Um, so thank you very much for tuning into our webinar. Uh, appreciate you listening and taking the time on your day. Uh, and then uh, this is Dr. Michael Danko from Premier Paint Treatment Institute. Uh, our office phone number is five one three four five four. 7246. You can also go to premierpaintreatment.com to learn more.
Thanks for listening to Premier Pain Talk, where we understand your pain and share solutions that can improve your quality of life. This episode is brought to you by Premier Pain Treatment Institute, which has convenient Cincinnati area locations in Loveland, Mount Orb, and Hillsboro. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you get updates on all new episodes. Feedback is sincerely appreciated. 